Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another special episode of the Pog State. Yes, it wasn't just one. We are up to two. This is episode 17, technically, although we did end the series at 15. So these are bonus episodes, something like that. Not entirely sure. And because it's a bonus episode, we've included a bunch of people here as well. We've got the entire cast and crew from the LCK. Uh, Brennan Valdez, uh, say hello. He's you are the LCK. LCK. Yeah, and so am I. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be back. Uh, we on, did. How on... you doing, man? Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm just doing great. And it's really good to see like so many great games at Wars. And yeah. Yeah, not enough in the Gen G series, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. LS, how you doing, my friend? Some good games. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, you're you doing? Know, get you're the doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, we do need to do all of that stuff that we do before we get into an episode, one of them being the disclaimer. Uh, this show does not, of course, represent uh, the opinions and minds of anyone at our Riot Korea, uh, Riot Central, Riot Oceania, uh, any other Riot-affiliated organization, as per usual. Um, other than that of, uh, you know, giveaway specifications and things like that, we might need to consult them on that front however our opinions are our own and we are allowed to have them which is really really cool i think free speech what an amazing thing mm -hmm. to have um that's that's going to be it for the disclaimer uh you can also catch the the pog state on uh apple playlist uh, apple why do i always say playlist i say playlist every time apple podcasts spotify all sorts of other podcast related outlets if you uh, do prefer more of an oral uh variety uh of the show oral doesn't really make sense because that's uh speaking but i guess we're speaking into your ears uh so that'll be fine uh i think my mind is uh rel <laughs> relatively blown um after that one you could also follow the pog state on twitter uh, may as well throw that one in there and lck global while you're at it because of course uh, they are our new twitter accounts we haven't had twitter for a really long time so uh go give us a, give us a follow and that would be uh that would be super cool Gentlemen, I uh, I want to dive straight in. Uh, let's get into the quarterfinals. Um, I guess there's the one that we really do need to talk about, uh, which was uh, G2 versus Gen G. Oh, man. Um, I think this was a series that a lot of people thought was uh, G2 favored. Um, yeah. I sort of optimistically put Gen G 3-2 on my, uh, my prediction. But that was more because I wanted them to win, not that I thought that they were going to win. Um, we did. You actually, you spoke about this um, on World's Cooldown, so maybe you can start us off. Uh, how did you feel uh, that series went? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was probably probably the worst performance I ever seen in my life at the World's Quarterfinals. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, how can I, like, express these like games, you know? Like, that was just so horrible. Like, they were not playing as a team or, like, it, it was not like... Uh, single players issue you know it's it was it seemed like it's just team's problem and i don't know why why what happened to them and why that is happening at quarterfinals you know it felt like a bit of mental boom uh, in my opinion ls yeah. um i assume you were co-streaming it uh how, how did you feel that the series went um yeah i was i was live viewing it with crown shot and cloud nine fudge um their academy top laner. Um, and I think all of us pretty much felt like I was done after the first game. I felt like but, uh, very shortly into the second game, it, it just felt like the quality of play was just not there from Genji. Um, I think like game number one should have been pretty unlosable with the advantages that they had. Uh, and then they had a hot date on the top left side of the map. So, you know, um, they had to chain feed and then uh, the game just sort of went away. I agree with Wadded that I don't think there's any individual talking point. I know that apparently there's like some consensus about bot lane uh, mm -hmm. stuff going on there, but I don't think that's really true. I think Mickey had a good, I think Mickey's been actually just pretty insane this world in general. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think this was like an individual thing because there was lots of stable game states for genji and yet situations that they should have won they didn't win and they just consistently made really bad decisions so i was really you know 
I was I was I was pretty surpri- surprised to see Hanwha Life somehow appear in the quarterfinals. <laughs> that was a bit uh, of doo doo, was there yeah. on uh, on Summoner's Rift? I was, um, I was how did you feel about it, Mr. Valdez? Yeah, I mean, it uh, it did feel like a little bit of a, a team breakdown, and um, I I kind of felt it coming a little bit, right? Because Gen G, like towards the end of LCK, they were showing at least that. Um, they were like the second best team, right? Even though, you know, we had that like four hour pause in in the playoffs in the summer playoffs, and then uh, DRX eventually won it. I think the general consensus was that Genji was still a better team overall. And they had players that could play at an extremely high level under pressure very well, but I don't know what it is. Maybe that playoff match broke them. Maybe they went to worlds and the meadow wasn't feeling good. Maybe they weren't feeling good as a team and, they just seemed to totally break down, which was unfortunate. Like you were saying, I think um, I think Jidu was definitely the uh, the favored team going into the match because they're once again they're you know they're coming in at exactly the right time, at exactly the right place, which is generally what they do. Uh, even though some of the games this year have been a little bit uh, interesting from them, but yeah, they came to play. Genji did not. Um, I think just nobody really even was there on that series so not much of a not much else to say right there wasn't really much competition because it was just kind of one-sided to g2 yeah i felt like it was uh it was an interesting series because i felt like the game number one it wasn't just the gen g players that didn't know what they were doing it was also the coaching stuff because giving away the draft that they did in game one i think was absolutely obscene like i don't think you should ever give away uh Camille Twisted Fate ever, but you pair that with a Nidalee as well. And like you've literally let, let that's Exodia. Like people have watched Yu-Gi-Oh! before. We know how it's supposed <laughs> to work. You know, you put those three cards together and you win the game. People and I, I, saw, I saw that draft and I was just like, what what game have they been playing? You know? Like, are they on like the Genshin Impact hype train? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> like, haven't actually been looking at League of Legends? Like because I just thought that that was that was obscene. Because they've been they've been playing against teams that revel in that particular play style. BDD has been a very good twist of fate in the past. That should be something that they're gunning for, not something that they're just going to freely give away and then decide to lose all control of the game because Genji played through bot side and they gave away the easiest roaming one three one comp ever. And what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Ugh. Uh, it bothered me and so like i was a little yeah. bit like ls you know i saw like game one and gen g despite the fact that they flubbed the draft in my personal opinion they were still able to get themselves advantages because they're good players and ultimately in the end caps was everywhere and ruler couldn't get the advantages that he needed to get and he was Callista, and it got past 25 minutes and they lost i don't know yeah i mean i i think their strategy like coming into the draft was also bad because like i mean they know what they're good on. Like just put on uh, ruler on the the late game carry, and they can just have some like structure that they were used to, you know. But randomly, like it felt like they want to follow the meta, not like leading the meta themselves. Like uh, yes, we are the meta. We don't care about them. Like we are Genji, you know, like something like that. And I think that was kind of uh, bothering the team. But at the same time, like they got the Camille and TF and Nidalee at the game too as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, by right. themselves. But I mean, the plays, you know, like I, I remember specific uh, play when they got the two v two on the mid lane, and uh, I I don't know, like I don't remember exactly, but I remember that like TF had the red buff and like Nidalee just pumped up with the twelve stacks on Conqueror and. They could definitely fight back, but just Clay jumped out for no reason, and they just lost that fight. And everyone just like wondering what what is happening on them, you know? Because like that was just way too free win, but they didn't take it. So. Yeah, um, LS, how did you feel about the the draft at the beginning? Because you didn't really mention that uh, when you were talking before. Game one. Yeah, yeah, game one. Uh, they had three winning lanes in game one. I mean, well. So, oh, I, I'm I'm kind of bothered by this. Uh, unless they horribly misplay mid game, because uh, they're they're blue side, right? So they're always in mm. closer proximity to Baron later. 
They have three winning lanes, and then they have uh, Lilia into Nidalee, who's the AP jungler that can, if she gets ahead of Nidalee, then it's really hard for Nidalee to recover. Uh, Evelyn and Karthus dynamic is a little bit different um, inside of the jungle, so I don't understand the draft thing. Uh, Volibear beats Camille. Uh, Azir beats Twisted Fate, and he can contain him. Lilia has freedom in the game, and then Tarek Callista beat Jin Pantheon. Um, so, like, they had that going for them. They had a 2,000 gold lead, and then they just randomly had hot dates, and they just stepped up inside of the lane, like, three times in a row. So that's their first three deaths. Um, and then they slowly just bleed, uh, and then they get picked off to random Pantheon alts and Twisted Fate alts. Like, that has nothing to do with the draft. I mean, yeah. it was just picking global into what Genji were trying to do, which was definitely a bit more of an isolated style. That was more what I was talking about. Sure, sure. I Yeah, I... I, I I, I don't think the draft's why they lose at all. So it's they, right. They're, it's, just they're, like, it's just the random mistakes to be made uh, in the mid game that sort of threw it all away. Uh, yeah, they were they were in a really winning game state, uh, and then you know what the opponent's champions are going to do, and so if you know that they have multiple globals, then why are you so extended when you know that the opponents have to get ahead of you? Yeah, I mean, like those all mistakes shouldn't happen. From yeah. Wars quarterfinals team, by yeah. the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah that yeah. was so basic, weird. by the way. Yeah. And like that was so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, from group stage, uh I think there were some of the signs coming in. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh you know, drafts be what they were. I think that Gen G could have played a lot better than they did in the group stage, but then they also didn't perform very yeah. well there. And then it kind of just bleeded over into quarters, and you can't you can't play like that against G two. You're going to get wrecked, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. So the weird thing about G two is they can they they ebb and flow as well. So it makes like evaluation kind of weird in some cases, right? Uh, even G two in Group A had some pretty weird games yeah. at some points. Um, so I think like. Genji losing, I think, is fine. I think getting 3-0'd in the manner that they did, where the series looked over uh, very quickly into game number two, I think was the most problematic and concerning. Um, I know that I wanted to turn the stream off uh, even before the series was over, because I was just bored um, with the games. <laughs> and then that's when Crownshot and Fudge just offered to join. Uh, and so we ended up watching all three games. But that that's a that was a quarterfinal game where even if Gen G somehow miraculously comes back and wins, it just it didn't feel good watching it. It was the most lackluster uh, quarterfinal that I recall in recent years. Yeah, and then imagine them going in the semis against Stam One. It's like, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, one, I actually yeah. feel like this is so much better for the tournament be... if that's yeah, how right. Gen G are planning on playing in these knockout stages yeah, because true. that was uh, it was pretty embarrassing. Um, because we're talking about all of the quarterfinals, we may as well go, because we're, of course, an LCK-based podcast, we may as well talk about <laughs> the uh, the other LCK one as Dongchul tries to attack my yeah, shoulder. He's, he's trying to get your attention, I think. Yeah, he really, wants, he, he, he really wants me to skip talking about DRX, <laughs> yeah. um, which is understandable. You were talking about this being the saddest uh, series at Worlds so far. Um, well, LCK teams have been responsible for two of those so far. And uh, Damwon definitely uh, put DRX into the dumpster. Yeah. And uh, they did so to the point where, like, DRX's minds weren't even in the series after, you know, three minutes into game two. It felt <laughs> like they were just done. It yeah. was just over. Yeah, I mean, I, I think DRX and Genji, both teams had the, the similar problem, you know? Like... I don't know, maybe the trust issue or like something different happened because I mean the the normal DRX and Genji's playstyle we could we were expecting like was not happening at Wars games. So probably that's the mainly because of the mentality, because we we, we saw like how they react to to the random situations yeah. in, in like big games. For example, Genji in passes during the DRX games, they got the mental boom and they got the the lowest right and also drx when they come into really important game like uh, finals or wars quarterfinals like they always choke in a really bad way so like i mean that just showed up again and yeah, that's why everyone is disappointing uh, on those two teams and yeah yeah 
Um, LS, what was your opinion on the the, the, the series? We are uh, we of course casted it. Yeah, we but we didn't it. really have too much of a discussion afterwards about how it made us feel because we had to be a little bit censored as far as our personal feelings during that series. Um, for me, it was uh, it was difficult to cast personally. Um, I felt like in game number one, DRX barely did anything and then lost. Then I was like, oh, they're going to try a new draft now. And then they didn't for two games in a row. And it was over. And then we went home. <laughs> and then <laughs> Max cried and happened. fell to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Even though an LPK team won anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that series, I think I tried to encapsulate it by referencing like the Childish Gambino meme when he enters the apartment yeah. holding the pizza. That was Chovy. <laughs> um they the, everything just fell on fire uh in the series um like you pick uh like even even by game three uh, i mean we got to see something interesting come out which was velkaz um which is a, an answer to oriana uh velkaz beats uh oriana azir etc uh oriana azir zoe um there's the next evolution which is like velkaz zara the ziggs uh but we haven't seen it yet because those champions are just too hard uh, mm -hmm. playing competitive um, and they require a lot of coordination so I think that was exciting to finally see Velkaz come out um, especially if it's going to be piloted by one of the best players in the entire world um, but unfortunately uh, the rest of his teammates had different plans um, so they wanted to sink the ship like the Titanic um, that was uh, except they know. were the iceberg <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joby like... was the Titanic he just <laughs> ran straight into his team <laughs> that, that, that series that, that was the uh... That was, that was not good. Yeah, I, I felt bad, actually, for, um, you know, on the Chovy topic. There were so many people hyping him up on Twitter, too. Like, oh, we get to watch Chovy. And then, like, I feel like nobody actually got to see him really do anything because yeah. he never even got an opportunity. And I, I know there are definitely people out there that are like, eh, Chovy. I mean, you know, he was over he was all right you know like, but <laughs> overrated. Yeah, yeah, overrated. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's as good as everybody was saying, but. Uh, that's kind of sad for Chovy, but we'll, yeah. we'll maybe see he can get happened. a clash team next year. Hey, yeah, there we go. There we go. Maybe we can cast it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for example, like when we compare to TS, like even though Jackie Love was inting some games, like still yeah. Knight was being like just superstar on that team, and yeah. that's the reason why they could win a river sweep against the uh, Fnatic, right? But I, I couldn't see those plays and uh, place are from Chovy, so I'm. Mean, mm -hmm. That's why maybe people get to think right now it, he he is overrated. Actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't go back to the Zoe. Did it in group stage. Didn't do it uh, on the in the knockout stage. Unfortunately, yeah. we know how good he is. Just uh, hasn't actually done it. He was against uh, Showmaker as well, who's sort of turned himself into more of a no fun mid laner. He's a mid laner that just doesn't want you to have a good time, and he will prevent that and then go and play with his team and stuff like that. He's one of those boring mid laners that just wants to win LS's instead of favorite. wanting to do flashy plays. Yeah, my favorite. Super yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah. Sit there and make you have no fun. Mm -hmm. That's great. True. The anti fun play style. He's a. Uh, has he been. Did he uh, come into your bookstore or something like that, Ellis? Is that what happened? Yeah. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> the You've been prescribing him, uh, you know. <laughs> scholarships to your school mm -hmm. and chovy isn't even there yet it's not fair true oh, i thought he would have got the first one yeah i in fact thought the scholarship might have been named after him who knows true. well next year maybe you could think about naming it that could be a possibility i do want to talk about rts though because this was the first reverse sweep that we've ever had uh in world's history which is super cool we've seen reverse sweeps all over the place before this but never um to that particular level mm -hmm. and um I thought that that series was going to be a 3-0 and there was going to be no way that Fnatic would win a game. So after game two, I was uh, I was trying to rub the pie out of my eyes and I think I managed to get it out by about like halfway through game four. Okay. And then I was like, oh, hang on, wait a second. Wait a second, we're okay. We're okay. You didn't need to throw that pie at me. It looks like they are coming back. And I guess in the end, they did win 3-0. It was just after losing a best of 3-0-2. Yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> My prediction was right in the end, you know. I mean, <laughs> me too. Yeah. The last three games are the ones that count, right? <laughs> Surely it's how it's supposed to work. I don't know. Can't really argue that. I actually felt like it was pretty sad for for Fnatic. I thought they were playing really well, especially through the bottom side. I did not expect yeah. uh, Reckless to 
quite a quite attack Jackie Love in the way that he did, uh, especially alongside a Hillisung that was just uh, rolling heads over and over again. I think that uh, game three was really sad for Fnatic. They got uh, pretty close a couple times, and then after that game, I don't know what happened. Like Top Esports turned on, and Fnatic slowly like it's almost like they were slowly falling under the pressure. But they got so close in game three that they just the sink started to or the ship started to sink a little bit. And uh, Top Esports are a really good team, so it's understandable. But uh, do you guys? I know I'm not like the the host no, go here, ahead. but we're, i was curious play by plays my friend do you let's, guys let's uh after that series do you feel like top esports have lost any um like deserved right to be the favorite team on that side now like do you, does that expose some of the the cracks in the armor in your guys's mind or do you think they're still they're still fine they just had a couple of brain farts in two games and everything's gonna go okay mm, for me uh, I just want to see like uh, Damon and G2 game because like that game is also like confusing, right? And yeah, I mean, also we cannot like uh, think about like, how strong G2 is right now because yeah, as you saw, Genji was just performing worse than them. And like, we really cannot like say that G2 is gonna like bid against Damon Gaming. So I think that match will decide like how it, will be at finals, you know? Right. And if Damon Gaming just clean sweeps the G2, then I think it's going to be just really boring and fun at the same yeah. time for the for the LCK. Yeah. Um, the, thing that, the thing that I'm wor- worried about, just to um, interrupt just for a second, but I'll let you go, Brendan. Um, I, I just want to, like, the difference between the Fnatic TS series and even the, the JDG uh, Sooning series is the fact that like, sorry, uh, the the difference between uh, our LCK teams and those two other uh, quarterfinals uh, matches is that those those games had two teams that were trying to win, mm-hmm. and the two LCK matches had one team that was winning and another team that had given up. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that I like. That's the thing that makes it so hard to watch, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's so disappointing because. We know the potential of these guys, but there's something like emotionally or mentally that's going wrong um, that's not allowing them to perform to the level that we know that they're capable of. And uh, that's what's that's what's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. Like, yeah, the one team was giving up, so we cannot like think about their performance right, you know? So right. we cannot like compare it right now. Right. Yeah. And I wonder whether that's going to be bad for Damwon. Maybe they they think that they're like super duper strong, but then they're going to come up against a G2 that's actually trying to win. And they're like, oh, hang on, that's not what we've experienced here at Worlds. That's only a scrim thing. And uh, then things become a little bit more difficult. I'm not entirely sure. I do feel like coming out of the quarters, Damwon do look like the strongest. Um, sort of does make a, a bit of sense. Although, you know, both them and G2 managed to get the three zeros. Uh, I think that it was much cleaner from Damwon. I think that they... they there was no chance that DRX won at any point. So that makes it a bit scary. The mm-hmm. G2 looked really, really good, much better than I was expecting, to be perfectly honest. I thought that, that was going to be much closer. So it's, uh, it's rough. And uh, I, I feel like nobody really answered my question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What, yeah, was, I mean, what, was, your, what was your question again? <laughs> uh, like, if, if you guys thought that top esports have lost any. Um... Like, have they gone down in tier in your mind at all because of the two games they dropped to Fnatic? Or was it just Fnatic playing really well and Top Esports having a brain fart and they're just going to be totally solid from here on out? Or if uh, Top Esports have shown some weaknesses that you think can be um, exploited? Taken, take, yeah, exploited, taken advantage of. Um, I don't think they've really moved down from. This Worlds has been kind of weird in and of itself, uh, where a lot of games just feel like they snowball to a point where there's a bit of uncertainty of what's going to happen inside of the game, and then one team just wins when you don't expect it. I mean, we saw it a lot in groups. Um, it kind of leaves like this really bitter feeling uh, when watching groups and even, even quarters. Um, I know that there's obviously... Uh, I just talked about this on another show recently. Uh, the whole thing about double elim uh, and how it's not present 
Um, yeah. And yet the whole idea about double elimination is that it helps you actually send the best team or, or whatnot, or it helps the best team win because there are several teams in this tournament in, in worlds right now that wouldn't be here if not for double elim. Uh, G2 climbed through the loser's bracket twice uh, in spring and summer. Mm-hmm. So if there's no double elimination, G2 is not at Worlds. Um, th- that's one. TSM would not have been at Worlds if there wasn't double elimination. Um, and yet at the most prestigious stage of the tournament, uh, or the most prestigious tournament in the world for League of Legends, there's no double elimination. Um, and it makes these like really wonky, off, games just feel really up uh really really weird you know like it's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh geez you know i mean aren't we allowed to yeah yeah you can go it's ahead fine yeah <laughs> if ann doesn't like it he I can take it out dropped, you know it's... yeah that's uh that's the beauty of it i i totally agree even if it means like uh extending the tournament which i understand can have some some big issues right for the tournament organizers uh riot and you know setting everything up especially this year with COVID and everything. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like, there definitely should be double elimination. I think that um, there will be some teams that don't get to show their true potential because they just, they get knocked out. Like, some of the best teams in the regions had the course of an entire split to show that they were the best team and not just, you know, one best of five or one best of three to have it decide their fate. And I, I think we should definitely have it. The, the other thing that's really weird about the format, right, is the complaints that we don't get to actually see regional fights uh, as much as we should. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Because of the way that it's set up. You have double China and double double China versus, or you have China versus China in quarters and you have Korea versus Korea in quarters. And it's like, no one cares. We, we already saw this. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is very bad uh, viewing experience. This is very bad for the tournament. Um, It'd be a lot better if it was more separated or a double elim bracket allows for more regional clashing just from a viewer experience um i think it makes all the more sense so it it, it's so strange to me that worlds is like this um do you think it would be better to just not have a uh, group stage at all and just go with a big double elim bracket oh uh How, how would you how would you make double elim work because I mean, without you get to a top eight, right? But then, mm. even even this is really long. And if you're going to play like close I mean, to double the matches, that's uh, that's a lot of League of Legos. There, there's so other video game tournaments have stuff like this, right? Doesn't Smash Brothers have pools and then double Elim? Yeah, but their matches last for five minutes, and ours last for an hour. Yeah, which is why it would need to be extended. That's like the only really <laughs> yeah, you'd have to extend the, only the way, tournament, right? It Probably like an longer. extra week. Oh, it'd be but, more than that. I think it'd be it? two weeks at least. It's uh, it's it's crazy long. But I think you're right. I think it's it's a shame that the format of a game of League of Legends and a series of League of Legends doesn't necessarily give you too many options when it comes to when it comes to double elim because double elim, I I agree, is uh just super good. It's just and then pure, you yeah. you create so much cooler stories as well with like someone fighting through a loser's bracket. Right. Like, I think we like all kids. we all watch some fighting games and like. That shit's the best, you know, like mm-hmm. when you got Daigo and he gets sent down to the loser's bracket, comes back, wins the tournament. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's the cool stuff. Like, that's where the cool stories come from. But I unfortunately, mean, it's just it's really hard to do. We, we saw it in NA and EU loser bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are the best stories. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess right. Right. Only allows loser's bracket for, uh, you know, Western regions, I guess, you know, so. I mean, us here in the LCK, we only have a loser's bracket. We just run straight up. Yeah. You know? I, That's it. Single Elim, I guess you, know? you would call it a, a winner's bracket, but yeah. uh, it may as well be a loser's bracket. It doesn't matter. I mean, maybe next year LCK will be changed because we, we got to franchise, right? So Yeah, right. maybe. Maybe. Might have... Uh, I, might, sure. I might not uh, get things wrong when it comes to side selection as well, because maybe we'll change that as well. <laughs> uh, on the world broadcast, I thought that they had side selection after each game, but no, True. it's just losers. Like, I guess side selection. Hey, how unfortunate! It's just uh, you know, it's been a while. Our best of series at the World Championships that have been cast by yours truly. So, uh, definitely uh, an interesting wake up call. Understanding that, uh, yeah, it's not always the same. I don't know which one's necessarily better either. I actually, quite like the loser gets to pick type thing. 
yeah. trying to keep the series a little bit uh a little bit closer. But yeah. Um, I think we've waffled uh, for quite a, long enough about uh, about the, the quarterfinals. We do have, once again, the wonderful special guest, yeah. G-Sun, to come back. And she's got a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a segment for us. Um, she managed to have a chat with, uh, with the coach of, uh, of Darmwon that isn't uh, Zephyr. She got to talk to um, right. Coach Dane. And, uh, and he's, he's going to be able to take us through... Uh, well, G-Sun's going to be able to take us through an interview with him uh, talking about someone and the players and how they're feeling. Hi, this is Yusan once again reporting from Shanghai. And this time around, I've got an interview from the only semi-finalist from the LCK, so let's check it out. If G2 makes semis, what are your thoughts about that? Beryl was actually a huge fan of G2, so every time we like played, he was just like shouting out G2, and like he showed huge respect over to G2. But I told him not to do so because as a professional player, we also wanted us to like do our um, show our own performance. But anyways, also I can feel that not only me but also the players want their revenge against G2 from last year. So. Well, Korea versus China finals will be super awesome, but I also believe that we have um, improved a lot since last year, so we also want our revenge up against G2, and yeah, I want our revenge and we want to attack them. How are the players feeling about the semifinals coming up? You know, the players don't really like tell how they feel. Straightforward, it's hard to really know what they're thinking, but I always I emphasize the importance of the atmosphere of the team. Do you think LCK can easily win Worlds this year around? There's a lot of things that I learned while I prepared um, for the finals in the LCK and also up until the um, day three of the quarterfinals. So, yeah, for last year at Hamon Gaming, we always focused on. Um, giving one carry role to one hyper carry player, that was the main theme of our draft. But moving on to this year, the five minute mark with the Herald and the value of the Dragon Soul has risen up so much. And also with the ability of the new, newly released champion, this game has got a lot more um, difficult. So this year around, it's impossible for one player to kind of hold on and like carry in the late games. The, the tempo of the game has increased increased too fast, so if you lose that tempo, it all snow, snowballs and backfires really hard, so you really have to be smart in order to win games this year. So as a um, coach, I also analyze a lot of um, LPL teams, and I saw that they share this kind of preference um, that they always just commit for fights even though this is not the best um, decision to make in a given situation. Well, mechanics are all, always important, but I think being intelligent and smart is more important. So this is the focal point that, actually, that I actually kind of told Lugri. And uh, great, to, great to hear from Dane. It's it's not normal that we get to hear from sort of uh, the entire coaching staff, right? Normally, it's like there's one spokesperson we hear from. Like, you know, say it was T1 this year, we'd hear from Coach Kim, and I would have expected to hear from uh, from Zephyr, but had some really good insight about playing intelligently rather than playing around hyper carries and things like this. And I think that uh, the point about Noggery was really, really cool about him sort of tempering his play style. But before that, Brendan, did you recognize him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a G player, uh, $4 okay. $4 okay. What? From the original OP gaming squad. Greatest I, I, name. Which was, um, I don't know who they got sponsored by. I think they might have actually even... Uh, no, Genji was a different squad. Yeah. I used to cast uh, good old four dollar okay uh, back <laughs> well, in the day. I used to play with some really famous players. He, his gamer tag is four dollar okay. Yeah, that's yeah, four dollar okay. That, that, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was on a team with Suck and Sexy Fail. Nice. These are some really Sexy Fail went to Genji and Suck went to Cloud Nine. So they were good players. You can make a sentence crappy with that. Down in a couple of commas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man 
<laughs> anyway, um, how, how did it, how did it sort of make you? Feel? Let, let's let's bring it back a little bit here. Let's let's hear from Wajid maybe first. Um, how did that the interview sort of make you feel about Damwon's chances going into G two? Oh well, I mean they were always organized, and like when I think about their performance, they always uh, like find new way as a team. So I mean that was the good part when I watched the watched their games from LCK Summer. And I think that showed up at semi uh, quarterfinals as well. Even though like some like silly mistakes were happening from the laning phase, like they knew how to just break it down as a team. Like uh, I mean, as normal LCK team, maybe you mm -hmm. take care about side lanes more and you think about wave efficiency. And because of that, you ruin all the rotations and you get mm -hmm. like attacked by some random fight situations but i think damon was the one who actually uh, wanting to have some aram fights and uh, and the like some some great engages so i think they are improving as well so yeah it's gonna be really great series versus g2 what did you think ls uh i mean i feel like as long as damon is <laughs> See, this is this is kind of weird, right? Because Gen G showed up and looked like an entirely different entity. But as long as Damwon um, continue to to play as themselves, then I think that everything's probably fine for them um, in the series. And then obviously, mm -hmm. uh, G two has volatility uh, in their own gameplay. So um, it'll 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 be interesting. Um, the semifinal. The semifinal is interesting because I feel like both of these two teams can actually win versus the other side of the bracket too, and so mm -hmm. I, there there's a potential argument that like much like uh, season six between Rocks versus SKT that this could just be perceived almost like the finals, um, yeah. In a way, I mean, obviously TS should not ever be counted out. I think that coming into the tournament, TS and Don were slated as the tournament favorites. Um, and fortunately, the bracket run has potentially allowed that to take place. Yeah, I actually so. think it's really interesting because I think based on how the G2 series with Damwon goes and how an eventual series goes in the final will determine which was the, you know, the actual final, you know, which one mm -hmm. of those series is actually going to be the most close. Um, I do want to talk about the other side, um, talking about, you know, top versus Sooning, because it wasn't going to be Sooning. We just skipped over that quarterfinal <laughs> entirely, um, mainly because the others were a little bit more interesting, I guess, for an LCK viewer and I guess a global viewer. Yeah. Um, but China versus China, a little bit sad, but so was uh, our semifinal between DRX and Darmon. And uh, I felt like Sooning in that series didn't even necessarily look like the best team and it was just JDG being super arrogant in the way that they were yep. playing and th throwing things away in multiple occasions. And uh, and now uh, it's it's Sooning that's made their way through. And they were obviously the more hungry team yeah. mm -hmm. with an incredibly powerful AD carry. I think yeah. Fang was super good. And with sure. Jackie looking a little bit dicey, maybe that's going to be a know. way that they can, uh, they can play for a victory. <laughs> I don't know. entirely know. I mean, this is uh, the big thing about Worlds, right? And we were talking about double elimination. It's like, if you're the team that shows up and plays the best on that day, you're the team that makes it through. And that's the thing about Damwon is that I think, especially compared to Genji and DRX, they were always super solid. Like, the yeah. streaks and the amount of games in a row that they've won and how they never look weak against anybody for more than a game or even half a game. Um Sooning look like a really just solid team. You know, they're not super flashy, right? They have Huan Feng that's really cool. The story he's got going for himself, he's building it up. But like slowly people are beginning to realize like, hey, this team is, you know, they're a contender. Everybody counted them out and they actually just played really well every time they came out. And yeah. so now we deserve to, they deserve to have, you know, the eyes on them and say, oh, let's see what you've got. To right, right, do. Right. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I also think that uh, Angel's being slept on. I don't think anyone's really talking about Angel at all. Is this guy that's only been in the LPL for like two years was, I think, just picked up from the Ionia server or something like that. Maybe played a few games in like an academy league or something like that and came out and he's been solid, you know? He hasn't like, hasn't done anything overly flashy, but that's not what wins you games. And I think that's that's been well and truly established is that you don't want to have like your hyper carry crazy mid laner. You want a mid laner that can facilitate the rest of your team 
create man advantages around the map by playing with map pressure. And I think that Angel's done a pretty good job, even in deficits, being able to actually make plays happen. So yeah, I think that uh, Sooning are an interesting team and an exciting team. I don't know whether they were necessarily the team that should have won that quarterfinal, but I'm happy that they did because it's going to make things interesting. Just I hope mean, it's not a 3-0. There was always uh, some teams like... Uh like got improved through the tournament especially LPL team like 2018 it was IG and 2019 it was FPX and I think it can be sooning this year but we'll see what's gonna happen yeah oh is that a prediction for the final no I mean, all the way, dream I mean it's gonna be just boringly uh, 3-0 for Diamond Gaming so true all oh, right in the final yeah wow. yeah I'm saying, like how are they gonna beat top that's my that's my big question do they manage to beat top in the semifinal? Oh, yeah. I mean, it really depends, like, uh, how they uh, react to the game one. Like, I mean, TS, they showed up some emotional picks, you know? Like, they reacted with some some emotional and just randomly first pick Senna and ran the draft, like, completely, you know? So maybe if if they, they get to Mental Boom again, then Suning has a great chance, yeah. Well, I mean, if they're banning Scion, that's when you know things are going wrong. However, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's something that one of our teams does and not something that yeah, one of the LPL teams does. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I, I don't really want to make this a prediction show. I think uh, all of us feel like it's going to be TS Darmon in the end. Um, but just to give us a ballpark figure of like the amount of games that we're going to get, do you think we're going to get blowout semifinals or do you feel like we're going to get some extra games? gentlemen that's uh that's my question I, I i'm hoping for some, get, some more than three that's i think we're right. gonna get a lot of games actually yeah. i think both sides are could potentially be three two um i think so i got asked uh today for my predictions i think i did three two tes and three one dom one i think the the dom one g2 series i think is going to be really fun i hope so because they're both just like teams that are willing to throw down and fight and go crazy and um they're both really confident in it as well. So I think that has the potential to be like the series of the tournaments that mm -hmm. Dom one maybe just take. And then like the finals is three zero for some reason. It's like really <laughs> yeah, boring. Yeah. But then everybody remembers G2 Dom one as this awesome series. That's what I would like to see. And I, that's what I would expect out of that second one. I don't really know what to expect from the first one. I, I think three, two, but who knows, who knows mm -hmm. who's going to mm -hmm. show up on that day. The thing that's weird about LPL versus LPL, though, is it's very similar to what we saw with Dom1 versus DRX. Like, these two teams know each other extraordinarily well. So I would expect that that one, you just go and talk to an LPL analyst, you go and have a look at their like uh, their finals run, and then you see that, oh, wait, Sooning's probably not going to win this one, are they? You know, because even though, uh, you know, I, well, I guess, you know, JDG versus Sooning is not what we expected, and that was, uh, was inter-regional. Um, however, I still thought that it should have probably gone the correct way. It just didn't. Um, so maybe that's that's going to be an easier prediction. I think what you're talking about with Darwin versus G2 is 100% on the money, though, Valdez. I think uh, that's going to be that's going to be super hype. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna maybe it's gonna be the best uh, series in uh, Wars history. Who knows? You know, because <laughs> I mean, I could be. I, I feel like uh, G2 is LEC's Darwin Gaming, and Darwin Gaming is. LCK's G2, so I mean, <laughs> it's going to be really crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, wasn't it Hamwa Life that was being described as the G2 nah, of the no, LCK we don't talk like, about at the beginning team, of the year? <laughs> Isn't that a thing that no, was happening? No. Like, no, they no. wanted to be G2. No. That wasn't our narrative, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That was a <laughs> that was a Korean side narrative that they actually was using because they had like some crazy picks. Just because of the picks. Yeah. I really yeah, yeah. hated that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really hated yeah. that meme, by the way. Like, it didn't fit well, you know. Uh, who are you? Who are you going for, by the way? Uh, we did. Is it going to be G two? We did, or are you going to be Korean? We did. I mean, obviously, it's double gaming, by the way. Okay, I mean, there we go. I mean, G two. I mean, I, I gave them chance versus Genji, so. I mean, mm -hmm. it's enough. All right. <laughs> so that was that was your that was your chance, and now national pride's kicking in, yeah. and uh, you, you're off the bandwagon. Like, okay, oh, right. you know, like Korean <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, LS? Do you reckon it's going to be close, or do you reckon it's just a smashing? Oh, you you know how I go. You know, it's just three zero every time. <laughs> I like coward. it, bro. He's not a coward. This guy, three zero brothers. LS. <laughs> <laughs> 
So three zero G two then I guess LS. That's uh that's, that's where you go. Uh no, no, uh, <laughs> the other way. I gotta call right, my grandmother. This is what everyone's been asking me about mm. for her. Oh birthday. right, the matriarch. Yeah. Woman, yeah. Woman. <laughs> Known by many names. She's yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna figure out what she's I, I actually I called her when Fnatic was up 2-0, and then she predicted Fnatic to win. So you know, then well, there you go. MTS came back with, you know. Um, uh, she curses uh, everyone. That's a huge yikes. Yeah. Oh, um, before we before we get off the topic of Damon, I uh, I do want to address the 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 barrel G two fan situation. Oh, um, I didn't know about this. Apparently, he's just like the biggest fan of G two ever, according to according to Dane, and like they they uh <laughs> they don't want him to think that they're a good team because they want to have like the winner's attitude. I just think that's really cute. Mm -hmm. um, has he spoken to you, Adid, about uh, about getting some like G2 merch or anything like that? Have you spoken to Daryl? <laughs> no, not really, but I heard like he really liked the play style and the the way how they approach to the champion picks. And that's mainly why he, he just got picked to Sejuani just randomly. You know, that's the G2 style. And maybe, oh, maybe it's gonna happen at semifinals as well. Just randomly, oh, oh, guys, uh, I'm playing as G2, and this team is one of the team I respect the most. So I think I should show up the mindset, and yeah, I would just go for the Sejuani. Yeah, Poppy support, something like that. Do some yeah, something stuff. like that. Yeah. I mean, Poppy support actually worked. That was uh, that was actually super genius, and I, I hope that it comes out because that would actually be really fun. Um, However, I don't know whether we can speculate on champion picks. I just think it's adorable that we've got Beryl, the the uh, G2 fan. And uh, he did mention wanting to get revenge as well. I feel like that has been a very common thread between Korean teams versus G2. I don't know whether we're going to be able to live it down if Damwon loses, guys. Um, we've already been in a situation yeah. like this before. That would be really sad. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't we, even consider that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't right. even think about that as a possibility. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't. I don't think we need to worry about it. Right? Yeah, I don't need to think about it. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think yeah, that's gonna happen, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah one of these one. <laughs> oh god. I hope. Uh, all right. Well, um, I think that's enough uh, prediction conversation. I think we've uh, we've got it all off our chests. I think we were very upset about. DRX and Genji. However, we still have high hopes for Damwon. So all I feel like as commentators, we've collectively grabbed every ounce of faith that was on any of the other teams and just smacked it onto Damwon. That's what we've done. And I think it's well-deserved. Absolutely brilliant. Now, gentlemen, uh, we need to do a giveaway. We need to give away some of these T-shirts. These are uh, these cool... URLCK t-shirts, the first LCK t-shirt we have ever had, ever in the history of the LCK Global Broadcast. Whoa, mm -hmm. what's that on the back one, dude? It says all teams' da, da, names da, da, da. and stuff. Wow. It's even got ESC ever. How cool is that? Oh, man. I like how G it has a Tigers, trophy. MIG Frost. Is that oh like my god! Every LCK team ever. A trophy in a few years. I think it's <laughs> almost all of them. Yeah. yeah. Now we got it on the shirts at least. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little yeah. hippos at the, top of the, the top of the trophy. By the way, there is so many SKTs. Like there is SK Telecom T1, SK Telecom T1 2, T1, <laughs> SK Telecom T1 K, okay. yeah, S. And... Ooh, <laughs> man, that's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then there's just T1. Yeah. <laughs> and now T1 has T1, and I'm very confused about how things are things are going there. I mean, it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it T does I look mean, really, really sick. T1, T1's already won the off season with that one. Yeah, it's so, already done. That's how yeah. they're going to get all of the all of their big names. Get all the big names by having as many names on the back of the LCK Global T-shirt. We now have to give away to you, lovely folks at home, and uh, we we are tasked with um with coming up with a way of giving this away it's going to involve sending something to uh lck global on twitter that will be in the description below and some instructions about the giveaway as well if you are uh, confused if you're watching on youtube of course you can head over to uh our twitter at at pogstate we'll have a link to it and show you where to go as far as lck underscore global as well so 
you're probably not going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. This, I think, was actually the last episode of 2019. Oh, sorry, 2019? <laughs> 2020? What year? It's <laughs> the last episode of 2025. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it's obviously pretty late at night, isn't it? So that was the last episode of 2020. Definitely the last episode of 2019, if we've somehow snuck back for a day. Um, but it is also the last episode of 2020. 17 episodes, not too bad, gentlemen. I think that we were we were gunning for 14, made it to 17. All right. It's not bad. Doesn't be bad at all. Are you exactly. sure there are no more like uh, secret exclusive episodes in the future? I mean, I think we're <laughs> going a bit like John Farnham now. We've just like <laughs> had like farewell tours over and over again. Yeah. We've had two in a Maybe row now. So. Maybe there's going to yeah. be more. Yeah, maybe three weeks from now, we'll just have know. another episode. Yeah. What, what if we get the special guest from Double Gaming if they win wars, you know, and celebrating and just see like the insights of the, the finals and wars and things, you know? Well, you get you get us the hookup we did, and uh, we will make James and Ian that do will it. happen. I guarantee that that's <laughs> going to be go. a thing. Yep. And Ian, I know you have editing powers right now, but you also know <laughs> that you want to make that episode because that would be super sick. So perhaps, you know, we could round it out with an 18. You know, it's divisible by nine. That's a fun number. Maybe that's what we're going to end it on. Anyway, theoretically, this is the penultimate episode of the Pog State for 2020. We will be back, of course, for 2021. But that is uh, still a few months to go. So thank you so much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you like the video and do all of the subscribings and all that sort of stuff, all of that shill action that I need to do when you're on... uh, on good old youtube and or like the podcast on spotify i don't know whether you can do any of that but do all of the stuff give us ratings and stuff that sounds really cool as well uh thank you so much for watching ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed the show and good night